Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please fasten your seatbelt. Now, given that COVID is still a reality and a lot of people are still working in homes that were never meant to have temporary offices set up in them, some of these things might fall a little bit flat, but guaranteed there's some stuff in here. There's things that I didn't know, lots of things I didn't know. And whether you're in a work from home environment, a cubicle environment, an office environment, There's going to be a couple of things in here that you're going to be able to incorporate or at least push for. There's one that I know we're going to make, it's going to make a lot of people really happy and a lot of people really mad. (laughs) I'm kind of excited for that one. So when you're looking at your workspace, it's not a matter, I mean, yes, clutter is a thing, but that's one small point. I want to go all the way back to when you walk into your workspace and either sit down or stand up. We know that standing desks are fantastic for productivity. Sit-stand desks that you can adjust are probably even better. But for the majority of us, they weren't part of the planning when we set up the office and implementing them can be both kind of hard in terms of space, in my case, or in terms of finances, or just in terms of, is that something I really want to invest in and with all the other things we have to invest in? So. I'm going at this from assuming you're going to be sitting at your desk. So your posture is important. And there are three areas of posture that you would be able to handle yourself. The first and most important is you will work best and feel best if your feet are flat on the floor. Sorry to specifically Amanda and Crystal, who both hate me right now because they like to sit cross-legged and it's really, really bad for you. And they know that and I'm calling them out. So (laughs) there are lots of people I talk to in the run of every day and every week who will talk about the way they sit at their desk. And most of us are not doing the basics that we know we need to do. Putting your feet flat on the floor allows the rest of your body to stay in alignment. The next thing that does is having your monitor at eye height. If you're like me and you spend time working off of multiple monitors, but most of them are attached to a laptop, that laptop is probably pretty low. Getting a wireless keyboard and raising your laptop, whether you just stick books under it or you have a little shelf made for it or something, will actually help with the neck strain and the back strain and even that eye tension that you can get because a lot of it comes from unnaturally hunching over, even though we don't mean to. The other thing you can do is move your laptop if you're working off of a laptop or move your monitor back farther on your desk or over to a corner where you are able to basically triangulate and make that so that you're not slumping down. You're still able to sit up and see it and not be looking down quite so much. So moving it back on a larger desk is a good idea. The third thing is your chair. Really, having feet flat is important. Having monitored eye height is important. But if you have a crappy chair, you're going to have a difficult time at work because we spend so much of our time sitting in it. You need a chair that has, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be ergonomically designed unless that's something specific to you. But it does have to be supportive of your mid and lower back. Not just your lower back, but also your mid-back. You don't want to be leaning too far backwards. You certainly don't want to be sitting up poker straight and not able to relax 
because again, you're sitting there for a long time, but the way your, your chair being comfortable, and we're going to come back to comfort a couple of times is incredibly important. So leaving posture behind lighting. This is the thing that I, I feel so redeemed. I've, I've been, I was working, um, the last time I was working for someone, I was working in an office, um, where I was a director. So I was working all day and I didn't necessarily have, I wasn't necessarily client facing all day. So I'd have lots of time that I was just doing office work during those times. I would turn the lights off. I had some light, natural light coming in my office, but I would leave the lights off and my room, my office was quite dim. Guess what? Dim lighting has been scientifically linked to creative thought. So while I was creating educational development plans for my students, it was a really good idea for me to be in dim lighting. Bright light is excellent when you're trying to make analytical or um, fact-based decisions. Both are good for learning and it is entirely your preference. My preference is always for dim light. I tend to react not great to overhead fluorescent lights, which is what that office had. And I got backed up there too. Natural light increases your productivity and causes less distractive behavior by about 200%. Just natural light, just removing the overhead fluorescence or the overhead wood LEDs, whatever it happens to be, allowing for some natural light is incredibly important. I get the people who work in cubicles who don't have that option, but a little sunlight or one of those little sun lamps that you can buy, something that you can bring in some light that is going to feel natural to you is a really good idea. There are people who believe that if you are comfortable and cozy, let's say you're working from home and you're working on the couch or in your bed or wherever you are, that your productivity is going to drop. The opposite is true. I'm happy to tell you. Being comfortable actually causes higher productivity and less distraction. So if you are in a place where you really need to concentrate, go chill out on your couch. The reason we say no couch is because we've associated the couch with leisure time. But that doesn't mean that you need to keep yourself in an uncomfortable place just to do better work. Go work on a hammock. It's summertime right now. Invest in something that's going to make you feel comfy and cozy. Wrap yourself up in a blanket if you're working from home and you have to work from the kitchen table. Do whatever you have to do to increase your physical comfort and it will increase your productivity. I was super excited about that one. The next point is also, I was also super excited about, but this is going to tick off 50% of the population. Have you ever had the office temperature war? I haven't worked in a lot of offices because I was, I was a teacher and before that I was a therapist and now I'm a marketer and I run my own office. But I've talked to a lot of people where the women in the office turn the temperature up and the men in the office turn the temperature down and then the women turn the temperature up and the men turn the temperature down and the men say to the women, you can put on a sweater and the women say to the men, you can get over being warm, take off your suit coat, you're fine. Warm offices have been found to reduce typos by 44% and improve typing output 
by 150%. So if you work in data entry in any way, I mean, I do because I write blog posts, I write code, I write all kinds of things. The ideal temperature for anybody who will be typing, including emails, is 25 degrees Celsius. Blew my mind. I figured it was going to be somewhere in the 17 degree to 22 degree range because that is the average office. The average office exists 17 degrees to 22 degrees. If you're really lucky, you might get a 22.5. Maybe. This it was a very large study done in New York City and it was New York City and LA and they increased the temperature in a bunch of fairly populated offices from 22 to 25 degrees just to see what happens. What happened was typing improved. Typing speed, comfort, overall productivity improved. People did have to adjust to it. It felt very, very warm. But when they were working, they made fewer errors. Incredibly cool. And one more reason to turn the temperature up in your office. (laughs) The colors in your office. You may not be able to decide what the wall color is if you are working in a corporate office. But in your home office, you probably are able to at least add some splashes of color. In a cubicle, you'd be able to add some splashes of color. So if your job focuses a lot on generating ideas, blues and greens are known to allow that function to happen a little bit better. Plants are obviously green and they have other benefits we'll be talking about in a minute, but blue and green, so if you could paint your walls blue and have green accents, you will be more apt to have better idea generation. However, if your job is to pay attention to details and you're very, very detail-oriented, let's say, again, somebody who does a lot of data input and they really can't mess up that line on the Excel sheet because it's going to mess up everything else, they do best being surrounded by red. Red kind of keeps you on your toes, keeps you a little bit cautious, and increases your attention to detail. Clutter management is the next really big thing because that's come down to your actual space. So we have a good chair, we have our monitor set, we have good lighting, we're very, very comfortable in a nice warm office surrounded by the right colors, but you look at your desk and there's just crap everywhere. You will find as many clutter management programs and methods as you will find people, really. Whatever works for you is what works. However, Having a cluttered desk, they say having a cluttered desk is a sign of a cluttered mind. So what is an empty desk a sign of? It's not a sign of an empty mind. It's a sign of somebody who bothered to put their crap away. We wouldn't say that about a house. We know a house doesn't work well if everything isn't in its place. You spend more time looking for things. So clutter means you're going to spend time looking for things. Even if you kind of know where they are and you're pretty sure and you've got a system, It's not a system that's easily transferred, so you can't tell somebody to go find a thing. And you have to spend that extra little bit of thought looking through all of those pages on the corner of your desk to find the thing versus going into a file or going into any sort of system. However you want to organize it, it's up to you. There is none that are better than any other ones. I'm going to get some nasty Facebook messages from that comment because I know two organizers really, really well who are very convinced that there are proper ways to organize. I 
don't know that I agree and the science doesn't back it up. It's very personal. So once you've cleared off your desk, what are you going to put on it? The first thing you should have is a plant. That goes back to the blue and green thing, but even if your entire office is red because you really want to be paying attention to detail, having a plant on your desk not only cleans the air and allows you to be just that much healthier, it's also shown to lead to higher cognitive attention. We can focus longer when we are around plants. They haven't entirely teased out whether that's just the quality of the air or whether it's another factor in plant having. But I know when I look around my office and I see the plants, they do make me happy. They bring something to my life. And finding out that that was backed by science was was a huge positive. Now, all of those things are things you can probably do. You can bring in some blue and green accents. You can turn the temperature up if you're not in a corporate office where you'd have to create a temperature war. You can make sure you are comfortable. Comfort is key. You can turn off the overhead lights, again, if you're not in a cubicle, or maybe bring in a sun lamp or some other form of lighting if you need to be exposed to greater light, and you can work on your posture. All of those things are very, very helpful, yes, but there is one thing you will need if you want your workspace to be the most productive workspace it can be for you, and that is the ability to move. If you are tied to one desk, day in, day out, all day, and you don't have another place to work, you will be less productive. While yes, it is very useful to have, this is my workplace, so my brain is in work mode when I'm here. Moving across, whether you do some work in a boardroom or you do some work for, in in my case, we have a fairly large office. We have a sitting area to one side. It's where we do a lot of client meetings. I will go over there to work when I need a break from being here at my desk. Sometimes I've gone into the boardroom to work when I really need a break and I need to think outside the box. That one doesn't allow the comfort and the other things, but at least it allows me to be in a different space and to move. You should be moving every 30 minutes in your office. If you listen to our last podcast on meditation for busy people, you can combine that movement with meditation. If you're working from home, you can do the sun walking or moon walking methods just to go to the bathroom, to go get, to get a drink of water, to go do something. The other big thing is having a change of air. If you are inside a building that has air circulation, going outside for five minutes not smoking, just going outside and breathing for five minutes will increase your productivity by a good amount. So no matter what your workspace is, if you want it to be set up to succeed, you need to be able to leave it behind for a few minutes. Grab some notebooks, have a laptop, be able to be in different spaces doing your work in the run of, not in necessarily run of a day, but in the run of a week. And you will be more productive. Up next, we are going to be talking about something I get asked all the time because people know that it's useful and don't know how to use it, Google Analytics. We are going to be talking about the very basics. It is just the primer, but not just what numbers matter, but how to make decisions based on your numbers. 
those numbers should be driving you to do specific things in your business. If you like what you heard, please let us know. Hit subscribe, leave us a review. And if you want to get in touch to see how we can help you, find us at hala.agency. That's H-A-L-A dot agency and online everywhere as Hella Connected. Until next time, kick ass and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass. <laughs>